Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. We're going to start a little series of shorter devotionals, and we're going to begin to unpack some different spiritual disciplines. There's an entire list of spiritual disciplines. There's two sides of spiritual disciplines. We have abstinent ones, so the ones that we stop doing something. And there's ones of engagement where we actually do something to practice these disciplines. And so we're going to unpack all of them. Um, in some short devotional podcasts today. And so I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. We've never dove really into spiritual disciplines and specific ones. So today we're going to talk a little bit about solitude and possibly silence. We'll see what comes out. We may do another one on silence, but we're going to talk a little bit about solitude and start there. The spiritual discipline of solitude. You know, solitude and silence, that's an interesting, like the two of them together, because what is the difference of silence and solitude? That was, we actually asked each other the same question. We started, what is the difference? And silence is a lack of sound, a lack of noise, but solitude is being alone. So as we talk about these spiritual disciplines, they can be practiced separate, but usually, from I, if I speak personally, it happens at the same time. We can, when we're talking about the spiritual discipline of hearing from God, I'm usually alone. I separate myself somewhere and silence my mind, my emotions, my heart, my thinking, which is not easy to do. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the practical application of why is this beneficial and why is this really critical as a spiritual discipline in our lives? And personally, how do we operate in that and how do we execute that? Yeah, exactly. I would agree. Silence and solitude, they're hard disciplines to practice. Not hard because they're not enjoyable. In fact, actually, I really love solitude. Like I... (laughs) love (laughs) to spend time by myself. Many parents are like, yes, me too. Right? It's like, but I think the reality of sometimes our lives, our responsibilities, it's not prioritized. It's really not prioritized. So definitely, um, getting up early in the morning is usually, and even still, like I have adult children, but getting up early in the morning before everybody's out of bed is probably the most guaranteed time that I have of solitude. And I absolutely love that time, that time where I kind of pull away from everyone else physically in the house and just have time with the Lord. Now, if I'm really, really honest, I do wish that I practiced the discipline of solitude um, more intentionally. Because what often happens to me is that I'll pull pull myself away. So I'll have the solitude, the aspect of being alone, but I'll often fill that time with lots of things. Mm. Check my text messages, check my email. I I start diving into work for the day. I start thinking about what I have planned for the day. How am I going to organize myself? Like I get way too quickly into what's going to be happening for the day. Or I can even be guilty of even starting my devotional routine, right? So it's comes right to, I'm here, I have this like beautiful posture of solitude, but it gets right to doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. Whereas like, I wonder if this other discipline of silence and solitude, there's really something beautiful between the two of them that when practiced together, postures us to really, really hear from God and postures us in a place of ultimate dependency on God, not just getting to the doing of life right away. Because even in solitude, I can start doing. 
That is a really powerful, just that insight because it's so true. We can be alone. We can practice solitude. Actually, many of us practice solitude. You go off on your own, but what do we fill that time of solitude with? And that's why we're twisting it. It's this spiritual practice, which is intentional. It really is not something we naturally always feel to do. It's so much easier, isn't it, to pick up your phone. It's so much easier to fill your time with things that are not beneficial for your spirit, but are just doing. And I, I totally identify with that because, yeah, like you, I love to be, I, li- I enjoy being alone. I love my family. But I think because of that, because our lives are so busy, there is this part of pulling away that actually is replenishing for me and energizing for me to recharge but in that recharging what am I actually doing what am I actually doing and I think that's the bigger question today I think all of us can say yeah I I practice solitude but what are we actually doing with that time and so now that kind of pivots us to when we have this time alone we want to challenge each of you to practice silence spiritual silence and that is really quieting everything, putting down your phone, taking out your earbuds, even emptying yourselves of all of the prayer requests, all the thoughts, the emotions. Because how many times I think when I sit down with God, I start to go through all the things that I'm facing or all the things that I need or all the things I feel like I need to thank him for. But I'm feeling this time with my own voice, my own, all the stuff that's in my heart. That's important to get it all out. But when we empty it all out, do I often sit and wait and hear what God has to say. And I do love this one portion of scripture. In 1 Kings, it talks about Elisha. And it's a beautiful time when God meets with him to, meet, to speak with him. And God says this in, a lot, in um, 1 Kings 19, verse 11. He says to Elisha, go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So isn't that beautiful? We think of like there's an earthquake, there's a fire, there's wind, there's a blast. This is pretty magnificent. But God was in the gentle whisper. So after we've emptied ourselves out, do we take the time to silently wait for the gentle whisper of God? And that means silencing our lives, silencing our voices, silencing our spirits to listen and to wait on God. What a powerful imagery because I'm just picturing, you know, how often we come to God and we want him to move powerfully in our lives. We want to see a miracle. We want to see something shift in our lives. We want a powerful demonstration. We even pray, you know, for signs and wonders. And as I listen to that scripture, I hear all of these magnificent, powerful, you know, acts of nature, but for it to say God was not in those things. It's so interesting because how often is the provision actually found for us Mm. in the gentle, quiet whisper of silence and solitude. And, you know, there's another scripture that I absolutely love and it's from Exodus 14, 14. And, you know, the children of Israel at the time were coming up against an enemy and they were scared. They were scared that they were going to be defeated. 
and probably in all likelihood they should have been defeated but God had a word for them and he said the Lord will fight for you this is Moses talking the Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent and then I think of Jesus I think of Jesus literally standing before his accusers and they they literally say to him in Matthew 26 have you no answer to make what is it that these men testify against you but Jesus remained silent and you know when I think about the spiritual discipline discipline of silence I don't often in fact I I have to admit right in this moment I don't think I've ever thought of it from the perspective of when does God actually want me to shut up hmm. in in a situation I I've thought of it often in exactly the way that we're talking about it today spending time with God remaining silent having a listening posture listening for God to move but how many times are we in a situation and our mouth literally gets us in trouble because we can't stop justifying what we've done, um, do, like wh- whatever. We're, we're over-talking, we're over-talking someone else, we're controlling someone, we're, you know, whatever. All of these ways that we use our mouth and we get ourselves into trouble. Yet, like Jesus, when he's literally being accused of things that were not true and that he didn't do. He remained silent in that moment. You know, in the other scripture, just remain silent. Don't complain. Don't bicker. Don't stand up for yourself. Don't like in what scenarios do we walk out where actually there's a restraint that comes to our lips and that's a practice of a spiritual discipline. Have you ever thought of it like that before? No, that is really profound. It's so true. The practice of restraint. Of restraint. Being quiet yes, yourself. Yes. Like think about an argument with your spouse. Mm. Oh, <laughs> that never happens, Lori. Right? Ever, <laughs> ever. You know, or you're discussing something and you see it yeah. a certain way yeah. and you want, yeah. but how hard is it to actually just yield? Like yeah. yield in that moment. and di- But out of discipline to actually say, okay, God, Like, I'm going to actually take this matter to prayer. You're in a situation at work. You're walking out a scenario and you want a certain outcome. And maybe that's the outcome that's right and just, but that's not the outcome that's happening. Are you going to be able to make that happen just by using your words? I bet not. Mm -hmm. I bet not. And in fact, I bet you're going to dig yourself into a further hole. Like, how often do we use our mouth to get our ourselves into trouble where this literally again I see these spiritual disciplines as a provision from God a provision for different situations and different scenarios and different you know circumstances that we find ourselves in so I think that's another really interesting way for us to think about it today where and when does God actually want us to practice the spiritual discipline of silence in relationship with other people no, that is so good. And how many times you have a thought that goes to your head and you think, don't say it, <laughs> don't say it. And then you say it and it never bears good fruit. And listen, listen, <laughs> in our day and age, texting is the same as talking. <laughs> how true. many times do you put a text in? Delete, 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 put it back. Delete, delete, yeah. delete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, don't do it. The spiritual discipline straight when there is that feel like maybe I should don't do it. Like, just don't do it. Sleep on it. Pray on it. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom. And that is something I'm speaking right. Like, I'm not telling. I'm speaking to myself right at this minute. I mm-hmm. love the talk about silence because even when it talks about in the scripture and in, in Psalms, be still and know that I am God. You know, that's when we hear often quoted and we think still as being something that we just are sitting on the couch being still. It's actually an action word. Like being still 
is not a passive word. It's not like when God says, enter my rest, stillness, rest, all of those things are interconnected because what it is is saying like, I am going to quiet myself and I'm going to listen. There's an activation of listening when you are still, when you are quiet, when you're entering into the rest of God, there is something that happens inside of you. When you're talking about the provision of God, that's just initially it came to me when we were talking about restraint. That's a provision of God, of protection, of even joy, of restraint, of having that kind of love for one another, to prefer one another, to want to bring fruitfulness of goodness and kindness. This is all the provision of God that he protects us with. But also as we are still, as we come into solitude and stillness, there is a provision of rest that comes from that. But it's an actually an action word. Stillness is active. It's a listening, a hearing, a silencing that you have to do. It just doesn't happen naturally. I don't know if you're like me, Lord, but sometimes when I sit down and I'm quiet, I don't know how many random things go through my mind. Like, I, I can't even believe how many random. I'm like, why am I even thinking about that? It, random. It literally happened to me this morning. <laughs> right. And you're trying so hard. You're fighting to be still. So to think that it just happens, it's not like I just lay down and take a nap. That's not what we're talking about. It's literally a discipline to say, no, no, I am not going to do that. And what I've done is I actually have a pen and paper and I write it out. As soon as it comes, if it's like all of a sudden I'll think of every chore, everything I got to pick up, go through, I'll just write it out and be like, I'm done. I'm getting it out. I'm emptying it. And I'm like, I got to contend for the stillness because God talks about the, his rest being within us, living in this continual place of rest that we actually are not able to receive and walk in that provision. If we're always doing, we're always going, we're always busy. Our, our minds are chaotic. Also, our mouths are always running. If we're not listening to the giant, the quiet whisper, the gentle whisper of God, if we're not stilling our mind and our spirit to receive what he has, we're not able to rest, rest in that place with God, that provision. So this is really an active, like an active space. It's not a passive because I think that's been misunderstood. That stillness is just like, I just sit there and wait. No, you actually are activated. Like God, I'm listening for you. I'm literally posturing my mind. I'm literally contending for this space to hear you and silence myself. So really really good no honestly it's so so good and it's speaking to me so much and i really really believe that these spiritual disciplines are provisions from heaven yes, and i feel I like this so is too. a provision honestly for my soul today because i feel like my soul's been busy it's just been busied in this last season yeah like it's just been busy with so many details with so many moving parts you know navigating things in my family navigating things at work all of the all of the things all of the things there's just been such a busyness and it's raw and it's not that i haven't taken solitude i'm in solitude almost every single day but i think it's the silence part that has been robbed of literally emptying all of the things and all of the busyness and and i think honestly like as i as we're just having this conversation today i i can recognize that again god is saying like i have a provision for you you're not receiving that provision you're not walking in that provision and even though and i think that this happens to us all the time because we understand in our mind what we need to do we understand the things we need to do okay well i'm gonna spend time with god i'm gonna spend time in prayer i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do all the things but again we can actually in the midst of doing all the things miss 
the provision. And I think honestly, I, I have been missing the provision. So I love this conversation. It's bringing real conviction to my own soul about just the intentionality of cultivating that genuine silence in the midst of solitude. And so we want to put out a challenge today, a little challenge to, first of all, for you to begin to think about where are you frustrated? Where, what are you carrying? What are you carrying in your life right now that maybe you actually don't need to carry? And silence and solitude is a provision that God has for you. I want you to just contemplate on that. Think about that. Ask God, is this a provision that you have for me in the midst of these things that I'm frustrated about or these things that I'm not seeing or, you know, these things that I'm desiring but can't seem to break through in? Silence and solitude might be a provision for you today. But the second challenge is, would you consider spending five minutes a day? And I know that sounds like not a lot of time, but do it. It will feel like forever if you're not practicing. And so get somewhere alone also have the discipline to empty and your emptying might take five minutes. So then take five minutes. (laughs) Mm. As long as it takes to empty, get your pad and paper out, get rid of all of the thoughts that keep coming into your mind, the nagging thoughts, the relationships that are out of order, all the things you have to do that day, get them all out and then sit and wait and listen and contend. I love how you said that, Rhonda. Contend for that space because I do believe there is a profound spiritual provision for us in that place every single day that can anchor our day, that can anchor our life into what God has for us. So that's your challenge for today from silence and solitude. I love that. And then at the end, you know, if you want to take it one step further from that place of hearing the voice of God. So, you know, for you, it might just be silence is such a huge thing. But when you get to that and you're like, okay, I feel like this is, I'm starting to figure this out a bit more. So take that same pen and paper and just say, okay, father, speak to me and write out whatever comes, not your prayer requests. Don't be offering all your petitions. Just say, I would, I want to hear it. And don't second guess what you're writing. Let the pen just go. And whatever starts, you just start to hear and say, I want to hear from you, Father. Speak to me in this place of rest, in this stillness. I want the provision of your voice. Speak to me and just write what comes. And honestly, when we had talked about this, when we shut up and we're quiet, it's amazing how much the voice of God we can hear. We often, he always wants to communicate to us. And even sometimes when it is really quiet, it's not even sometimes what we hear, it's what we experience. And there's been these really profound times where I've just had that moment where I've emptied myself and been quiet. And all of a sudden this wave of peace, this wave of letting go, this wave of grace has just washed over me and I could just feel it. And I walk away feeling like I'm lighter. Something just came off me and I just experienced something that I needed replenished that nothing else in this world can do. Nothing can replenish your spirit like the presence of God. That's the ultimate provision that we have accessible to us. And the Holy Spirit is going to help us and lead us. We've been given a teacher inside of us, a guide to help us. And so you can do this. So I love that, Lori. Like, if it takes you five minutes to empty yourself, do it. But be quiet for five minutes. And then if you want to take a pen and paper, write down what comes. And you will just be so touched by what God's going to speak to you. I know that. That's so good. That's what he does. That's what he does. Absolutely. And I believe that provision is not just going to be for that moment. You're going to take that provision with you throughout the entire day. 
it's going to sustain you throughout the entire day. So these disciplines are here for a reason. They're, they're part of what we're called to do for a reason. They're provisions for our faith. And so practice silence and solitude. We encourage you with that today. It's been great spending a little bit of time with you and we hope you have an awesome day.